0: On today's podcast, we are going to be talking a little Bortle's service Tom Brady's trip to the Super Bowl. Uh, is Big Ben done? And then plenty of reaction from the Minnesota New Orleans game. And we're going to preview the Minnesota Philadelphia game and talk a little baseball. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host Devin Keeney, and joining us today, Lucas Jones and Randy Gardner, fellas. What's up? Nothing, man.
1: Getting a little snow down here in the foothills.
0: No, oh, we got plenty. Here. We got plenty here in Springfield. Lucas, what's up, man? Nothing. I
2: played in the snow already, so now I'm ready to do some uh, debating.
0: All right, or so, educating, whatever. <laughs> so, Lucas, going I, off. <laughs> Lucas, I know you're a big Steelers fan and uh, they got served some border service yesterday. What were your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I got two. One, in the 15, 16 years I've been watching Steelers football, that's the worst defense I've ever seen a Steelers team play. And number two, anytime you score over 28 points in a playoff game, you should be winning in the divisional round. So that was just a pathetic showing by the defense. Big Ben and the offense balled yesterday. They balled against a supposedly good defense. Um, and I'm not even no, sure. No, it's a that, good
1: defense. Not supposed it, It's good. I know they got yeah. good
2: players, but I don't know. I guess they get lit up by good court. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo lit him up, and the Big Ben just did. So, I don't know if they have much hope going into New England next week. But I was thoroughly nope. disgusted yesterday yeah, none. by the defense, not the offense. Now, Todd Haley made some boneheaded calls. So The two fourths and ones he called were ridiculous calls. Uh, I don't know how you can convert two fourths and tens, but then, I don't know. It was ridiculous. But other than that, I mean, other than them two things, the offense played pretty well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put up 42 points. Uh, that should win you a home game against Jacksonville. However, it didn't. Coach, what were your thoughts on the game?
1: Man, that game was unbelievable. It was the most unpredictable game all weekend, it looked like, because – I never would have bet in 1,000 years they would score 40-something points at Pittsburgh and lose a playoff game. So I thought it was a combination. I really contributed to poor coaching because they weren't ready to play. Yeah. Defense yeah. wasn't ready to play at all. You looked up, it was 21 nothing to a very shoddy offensive team. Absolutely.
0: And, uh... Terrible
1: tackling, terrible scheme. Players are ready to play New England, whether it's in Haiti or hell or wherever. And uh, like somebody said today, I saw somebody tweet that. Yeah, they're gonna play them on PlayStation, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> if they're gonna be playing next week.
0: I think that was actually the Jacksonville Jaguars Twitter account that tweeted that. So that was some pre- a pretty. Yeah, that is who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Preview of next week's game. Uh, I, I don't think that the, I don't think Jacksonville has a chance. As good as their story has been, and as nice as it's been to see them have some success, they're going up against a whole another monster. There's no way Billichick, uh, Patricia and Josh McDaniels aren't going to be completely ready for anything Jacksonville brings at them. I do think that the Jacksonville defense can give Brady some fits.
1: I do too, but I mean, as far as the first thing you said is preparation. It's not going to come into question. I don't think anybody's going to say, well, it looks like the Patriots are ready to play. Yeah, They may lose, but it won't be because of the reason the Steelers lost.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Lucas, what are your here's, thoughts on the game? Well,
2: here's the only way Jacksonville has a chance to win was what the Titans wanted to do was to slow the game down, run the ball, and get at Tom Brady. But then all of a sudden, like the Patriots told the Titans, you know, they're like, we're not going to let you play this slow ball stuff. We're going to come out here and apply the pressure, ASAP. Which I'm sure Jackson, which but Jacksonville's a little better coach. But if they can get to Brady and Cornette can eat the clock, they have like maybe like a three percent chance. But I just don't, I just don't see how Jacksonville can win.
1: I don't see the Patriots allowing them to run the ball. Yeah, I really don't think they're going to do it. They did the same thing to Mariota. They're going to make him beat him, and he couldn't do it. He's better than Bortles, so I don't see it happening. Yeah. yeah, I
2: agree. I just don't see I mean, Bortles would have to have the game of his life and they would have to I think he just know, did. They would have to have I think the he ball just for, <laughs> probably. He they'd have to have the ball for uh, 37, 38 minutes for them to have a chance to win.
0: Okay, so let's go over to the yeah. NFC side. Uh that New Orleans Minnesota game yesterday was just an absolute roller coaster the last 3 minutes. I think they had four lead changes. The uh, missed tackle that ended that game in favor of Minnesota, how bad was that? What what was that safety thinking? All he had to do was just get him down. It didn't matter if Here's he was inbounds, what, out of bounds, it doesn't matter. If I've you, seen
2: differing opinions. Some people claim that he let up some because the way he was coming in would have been pass interference. And that would have set up the game-winning field goal. But I don't. He, you know, to me, when I watch it, and I'm not a football expert. Certainly, when it comes to defensive back play, I'm not. I, I don't know. Like it's one of them things that it seems like it's a massive failure. But you know, if 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 he touches digs and it's passing interference, and then they get a chip shot field goal right there uh, to win the game, you're we're having the same conversation today.
1: Uh, man, I really. I fought that to coaching, too. Yeah. Why is the safety coming up there making that play, and why is the only guy that's left back there? I thought after he caught it, surely somebody else was going to be there. There was nothing there but field. Oh, Yesterday
2: yeah. was full of bad coaching. Can we all agree on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That. Running two timeouts in the third quarter on two dumb challenges. You got Mike Zimmer throwing the ball instead of running another 40 seconds off clock. What the hell's good And then you got Mike Tomlin and Todd Haley's bullshit. Like, what the hell was going on with the coaches yeah, yesterday? Those
1: fourth down calls by Pittsburgh were were a bigger deal to me than anything on offense. The rest of the time, their offense was good, but those fourth down calls were horrible. In fourth and shorts, in fourth and long. You laundry, got a two hundred seventy five pound quarterback and the best <laughs> running back in the league, and you're throwing a damn out route. Yep. On mm-hmm. fourth and fourth and less than one. That's you. You do that, you're asking for
0: it. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Sometimes absolutely. get it. No, the the, the coaching yesterday's bad. The officiating's worst oh, ever. Been seen. Bad on, that's been yeah, bad. it's all year. Now it's getting even a bigger. So like more people are watching the games.
1: It looks like the referees are just guessing. All the time. Yeah, it it's making sense to me.
0: Yeah, and back to Randy, what you were saying. Uh, I thought that I think Stefan Diggs thought that there was going to be somebody there whenever the safety missed him. Because he turned oh, up he was surprised. and oh yeah, he was surprised that there was nothing between him and the end zone. So oh, he was ready to step out. Sounds like it was you know supposed to do. Then he's like, oh shit, no one's. If here.
1: that ball would have been thrown correctly, he probably would have gone around.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: But when he threw it behind him, he turned that way and thought, hell, there's nobody here. I'm gone. <laughs> uh,
0: so let's talk about what are your guys' thoughts on the end of the Atlanta Philadelphia game.
1: Well, if Julio doesn't slip and fall, it's probably
2: I, I probably came
1: over Falcons,
2: but I I tweeted that I think Julio catches that if he didn't slip and fall. He had just I mean he had the guy that was on him. If he
1: doesn't fall, I think it is that ball. Oh yeah. So, Still almost caught it anyway, but he ought to have been out of bounds, but that messed the whole play up. But I'm not a big fan of having a play coming out that's going to determine the game and you got one option.
0: Yeah, even if – That it, was the
1: only option on that play. There was enough, not another receiver.
0: Yeah, well, when you turn out like that,
2: you cut half the field off. You only have half the field to work with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't like, I didn't got, like that call. It, it, but that's what you get from Steve Sarkees and His offensive play calling has been terrible yeah, all year know, long. Just it being Alabama, Alabama.
1: Alabama fan I'll let you know that. Ain't coming
0: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now that leaves us with a uh, battle of former St. Louis Ram quarterbacks, uh, Case Keenum and Nick Foles, to play it out to see who goes to the Super Bowl <laughs>
2: and Jeff
0: Fisher Bowl. Yeah, the
1: <laughs> I
2: think the, I think the Vikings beat the Eagles.
1: I do too. I do too. But it being in the it being a home game, the Eagles' defense was impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. But the Falcons also up north. Side game are not going to be very good. We've seen that over the years with all the dome teams. So it's hard to say. If I was going to bet, I'd bet on the Vikings straight up. But wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson not,
2: does not getting enough credit to coach this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's had his teams ready even after losing the, the guy. Who oh, yeah. was on? I wrote them MVP.
0: off. I yeah. wrote
1: him off when Wentz went down, but it hadn't been. It hadn't played out like that. So.
0: Yeah. Peterson I I... should get a lot of credit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So I was talking to Tyler about this yesterday, and what this is set, setting up for is that for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to have gone through Marcus Mariota and the Titans, who, you know, Mariota's third-year quarterback. Uh, you know, we don't know what he's going to be yet, but still not much. He's not Big Ben. He's not Because he's never had a good coach to help develop.
1: Yeah, Doesn't but, have, doesn't have, doesn't have weapons. For reason.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then this next round, he's going to get Blake Bortles to go to the Super Bowl, and then he's going to have the winner of Case Keenum and Nick Foles. Will it be the easiest path to winning a Super Bowl that Belichick and Brady have ever had? Yes, but all the pressure is on
1: you. they oh. are definitely going to be the favorite the rest of the way out, which they're used to, but, yeah, if if they slip up in the next two games, it'll be known as a uh the biggest upset early just because there's no way those teams should beat them.
0: No, oh, absolutely. Lucas, what do you think? Yeah, I
2: agree. Um the Patriots are gonna be the favorites all the way out. I think the Vikings will give them a tougher time than the Eagles. Um I you know I think the Vikings defense can they're a lot uh, well, the Eagles defense is good too. If they can get physical on Gronk like that go a long ways. I don't know I, right now, I think the Patriots probably got like an 85% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've never oh, seen yeah.
1: anybody effectively cover Gronk for a whole game. Eric Barry, I
2: haven't either. I'm not going to say – yeah, you're right. Eric Berry, you know, shut him down in week one, but week one stuff's, you know, pretty fluky. It's different.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> is. But that's the closest I've ever came to seeing anyone shut Gronk down.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just – I don't know. The, I think the Vikings would give them a tougher time, but the Eagles' defense is nothing to – I think the Vikings have – the Vikings do have a better secondary. I think so, too. To Xavier Rhodes.
1: Xavier Rhodes. And receiver. Harris Smith. Yeah. They're yeah. both
0: good. Yeah, they're nasty. But then, you know, if even if they can stop, what are the chances that the Eagles' offense or the Vikings' offense are able to do anything against the Patriots? Nah, I don't see it, man.
1: But I did see Texasville put up forty something on Pillar, so I mean you gotta say you never know. But,
0: that's true. I mean yeah.
1: no
2: one thought I mean no one thought that this I mean the Falcons jumped out to a twenty eight to three lead last year on the Patriots I and mean, I know the Patriots come back and won it, so I'm not gonna say that you know the Vikings can't, you know, put up twenty one points and play lockdown defense. I think their defense is probably better than the Falcons last year, so who knows?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, so uh, let's move on to a little baseball, and uh, I know you're ready for that. So, uh, reports are coming out now that Andrew McCutcheon is going to be joining Evan Longoria in San Francisco next season. Uh, Coach, start us off. What do you think on that?
1: Uh, I think it's a good move for the Giants. I think it's a good move for McCutcheon. Uh, I think he feels a little underappreciated there in Pittsburgh, and a lot of people were saying he's on a downhill slide, but He's still a really good player, man. I think he's a clutch player. Oh, yeah. He's good for a team. He's a good team leader. I see it as a good move for the Giants. I mean, the Pirates aren't about to piss a drop anyway. So. No. You know, the Giants really don't even have any farms to give up for anybody, and, and they're still good guys. So, I'll give them credit for that.
0: Absolutely. Lucas, what are your thoughts Especially on the when,
1: deal? Yeah, they're, I mean, the Giants
2: are not ready to blow it up. It's not like they have a ton of tradable players anyway, so – Hell, let's go for it. They're already pushing up against the luxury tax. I think, I think, still may be in a play for a free agent or two, just going to go ahead and blow past it and try to compete. Um, they got, you know, they got a world class pitcher and Mad Bum. They got, you know, Posey, and now they got Longoria and McCutcheon. And yeah, they're a little older now, but they're still projected for about three wins this year apiece. So that, I mean, that's still pretty good. Um, but and they've got and they have Bochi. So I just can't count the Giants out. They had a shit ton of injury problems last year.
1: That was their um, biggest problem.
2: I don't think you know, you can't come like the Diamondbacks and Rockies as much as it was great for them to compete last year, they were probably semi fluky ish. Definitely the Diamondbacks they have some good players and the Rockies have some good players. But the Giants can get right back in this and take a wild card spot. I don't think they're better than the Dodgers.
1: Uh, the Dodgers would be hard to catch. The Dodgers would have to play kind of like the Cubs did this last year, way beneath what they sh- how they should have been performing. I mean, yeah, cause really last year the Cubs. There's not any reason they shouldn't have just blown that whole division out, but they didn't. They left two teams hanging around for a long time. Um, the, the Dodgers are fully capable of doing that too. Yeah. on paper, it doesn't look like doesn't look like you can win that division.
2: I agree, cause, but, in the thi- and, you know, and things could go massively wrong for the Dodgers. I mean, Kershaw's back could go out on them. Uh, what if uh, Jansen gets hurt or something? Uh, their bullpen's not as deep as it was last year, and their starting pitching is still fairly deep but not as good. Um, Urias may not be back to, like, August, and you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Like, he had major shoulder surgery. Yeah. He may not and, ever be
1: right again because right. The and, they're,
2: and they're slow playing this free agency because they're made that trade with the Rays where they could reset their tax number so they can go all out next year for <laughs> Bryce They still and have
1: Machado a very deep and, lineup, very clutch hitting lineup. So.
0: Absolutely. And, and in that right, division, they, they would have to have that division's
1: pitching is not that great either. So
0: No. Yeah, no. Things,
2: things would just have to uh go wrong for them to not win that division but like i said the giants could compete for a wild card next year because look at the east the east is basically the nationals and you have four rebuilding team or three rebuilding teams and then whatever the fuck the mets are (laughs) and i called that in in the central you got like the pirates pretty much cashed it in oh yeah so you know you got four teams there for two wild-card spots, in opinion. Some people yeah, me too. The, the, Reds, oh, yeah. the Reds
1: and Pirates aren't going to do nope. anything. They're not trying to do anything. So, But you do have the Central's better than the East. I mean, yeah. that oh, yeah. wouldn't well, be saying Brewers, a whole lot. the Brewers have <laughs> some good young players. They do. Right. And I, and, I I mean, I'll go on
2: record now. I mean, it's only January, but I think the Cubs run a division. And so, to me, that leaves Cardinals, Brewers, Giants, Rockies, Diamondbacks for two wild-card spots.
0: Yeah, and that's enough teams yep. Yep. to keep it entertaining all year. And so with this trade, I think that, you know, something we've been talking about for hell a month and a half now is how slow free agency is because you know, like coach like you just said the Giants don't have anything in their minor in their farm system and they're still able to get guys in trades. So nobody's bucking up to pay Kane, Hosmer, Martinez when they can make trades and get good guys like McCutcheon and Evan Longoria. I, I just want
2: to – I'm I'm just going to – Devin, I just want to come up for Randy real
0: quick, okay? Okay.
2: You're talking about these guys that's not signed. You got like 16 of the top 20 free agents that's not signed, and DeWitt comes out today and says he doesn't see any more big moves for the St. Louis Cardinals, and you still got 16 of the top 20 free agents still out there.
1: Yeah, Randy, well, let me tell you? you. Let me tell you about <laughs> wit. <laughs> all right. Here's what they do. They're smarter than everybody in the room. And what has happened is the Cubs have hired uh, a good front office who knows what to do. So you got somebody that's smarter than you are. And they know that there's going to be three billion plus come through the gate this year. And it, yep. it's just bullshit is all it is. That's why I won't go to the game. We got all this paint, We got all these prospects. We got all this dry powder like Mosaic likes to talk about. Only dry powder is all this bullshit he spews out of his mouth. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, so we're
1: we set at closer with Luke Gregerson throwing 88 miles an hour. Hoo hoo. And, and I can follow the Alex Reyes deal, but he's not going to pitch until May. We may already be out of the whole death shit by May.
0: Yeah. yeah because all- you
1: think about how many saves happened the first two months last year. That's why they didn't get a wild card, and that's why they lost the division. That's the main reason, because the Cubs did not play good. They gave everybody a chance, and then they shit it down their leg. We did get Here's here's what we get. We don't sign anybody big in the offseason. We got Fowler this year. We got Ozuna. Ozuna's a good sign, and he's not going to catch the Cubs by himself. And then we got, oh, we'll wait until uh, the trade deadline. We'll do something. We're going to be busy, busy not doing shit like the last two years. And then you get to the offseason after they didn't do anything at the deadline. They said, well, we're going to be busy in November. Yeah, busy doing what? I don't have no fucking idea what it was because it was terrible. And then this offseason, we signed one guy, and we're good. We're, I mean, the lineup's not horrible, but the pitching staff doesn't have enough innings covered, and the bullpen is still a big pile of steaming dog shit. And we all know you can't win the regular season out of the bullpen, and you're certainly not going to win on series without one. So basically what they're saying is I mean, we hope we slide in that second Wild card, and if we don't, you yeah, know, fuck it, we're banking anyway.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. That's kind of what Lucas and I talked about last year. Is As much all- as I hate Matheny,
1: as much as I hate Matheny, this ain't all that's not on me. No, I agree. This is on, on Mozilla and DeWitt. This is who this shit's on right now.
0: I agree. They see what I'm gonna- they see there's nothing in the bullpen, and they're not doing anything about it. Like you said, they're put <laughs> like $3 million in the seat. I think that's the only number that even matters to them anymore is whether or not they get their $3 million uh, tickets sold throughout the year. They don't care about winning the division. They don't care about catching the Cubs. All the, the $10 cuts.
1: beers, all memorabilia, all the products, all the apparel. Yeah. A billion-dollar TV contract, and we act like we're the fucking San Diego Padres.
0: Yeah, I spin like it, make moves like the Padres. Hell, at least the Padres tried to offer. Like
1: and here's
0: – I don't want to get back a little bit. On these
2: comments, because I feel this about the Cubs, and I think the Cubs have done some good things. They, I don't think they're done, but like I'm seeing, like Juan Nicasio and Addison Reed, their Reed. deals look great. That they what got if, the if that's your eighth and the Twins?
1: If that's your eighth and ninth, and then you have Tyler Lyons and Gregerson, I'm good with that. I'm not even bitching. Yeah, but those guys a little, signed but, minimal contracts I mean, for not a lot of years, and you yeah, two no years. Prospect.
2: They both signed two year deals. And I can't remember Addison's was like thirteen million or fourteen or fifteenth and Nicasio's was around there. And I'm like, fuck, I'd pay that for both them guys all day. I don't know, well, some two year deals?
0: So I mean, sign me up. No. I shit. I don't know what the holdup is there. I mean, do you really? Do they really believe that the bullpen is fixed, or do they just not care? That's they can't. They're, they're they can't talking believe about that. some.
1: They're talking about some minor league guys. Some young guys are going to perform good. One of them didn't, pit, didn't even pitch double-A last year, I don't think. Jordan Hicks <laughs> has great stuff, but, I mean, how would, how would you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was – you, you don't want to
1: jump a guy from double-A to the majors and get lit uh-huh. up and just shoot well, his – Well, double-A is fine, but single-A. We signed but a guy love, named Nicholas love, who knows what the hell he's going to do. I mean, it's garbage. It's, it's I never know – Distraught feeling before a season ever started, but that's where I'm gonna be at if this is where we're at. You you lose the, like the
2: you lost Rosenthal and oh and Nicasio and I'm not saying that they were three best that was in the bullpen. I know Nicasio was only there for like three weeks, but like he was good. You lost there. a lot of innings that you just signed Luke Gregerson for. Like,
0: yeah. he lost a lot of yeah. innings
2: out of them three guys. And uh, Nicasio's deal was – I liked him a lot. I didn't know about him. But when he came over and was pitching for the Cardinals, I thought, hey, this guy could probably be a pretty good closer.
1: And they showed no interest in signing him, even if he was a setup guy. Yeah. So he the point I mean, Reed signed a setup up guy deal. I mean – You didn't you – didn't, you didn't give up Dick
2: for Nicasio, so I don't understand why – Well, we're also talking him.
1: about the same people who – well, like I said, he didn't really look at Colomay as being a a closer, and he's thrown a lot of innings. Has anybody ever seen how many innings people in our bullpen throw? Yeah. So, uh, yeah Matt Bum's right arm is six inches longer than his left arm. He's pitched so many times
0: <laughs> the last two years. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I, I don't – okay, here's the question. I, and I the wanna Cubs th-
1: didn't do a whole lot. Don't get me wrong, the Cubs didn't do a whole lot, but I have – if I was a Cubs fan, I got faith that they are going to do something. They will do something at the trade deadline. Cardinals don't do shit Never at the trade deadline. Oh, they waited the on just... They got Nicasio after he wouldn't even be eligible for postseason. Yep. I'm like, what?
2: Right, the Cubs just had their convention, and all the bigwigs, the owner to Theo to Jed said, oh, we're still doing it. There's still stuff to be done. We're waiting. Yeah, and, uh, they don't come out and say we're don't. good. I mean – Oh yeah. yeah, and they never, never steal about anything. Every said, "Oh, we're good." He's always looking to make a move, whether it be July, August, whatever.
0: So it don't matter. The and,
1: accountability on the Cardinals is all time low since since Larusa's left because he oh, wouldn't yeah. put up with all that. We're not going to have any good player shit. So.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So here's my question: Are if they win eighty to eighty five games, miss the playoffs again? Are we going to go through this another offseason or two? Or
1: yeah, yeah I believe so because. All the people coming out for free agency next year are big names who we know we're not going to pay. Yep. And after the front office has shown, hey, we're not really doing 100% what it takes to win, do you think of Machado or a Harper or or a Stanton like it was this year? I'm with him. They're not trying to win. Yeah. I'm not going there. I could get beat. I could not make the playoffs in Miami. So why would I okay a deal there?
0: Absolutely. They haven't shown any desire to win, any desire to compete with the Cubs, the Nats, the Dodgers. So I don't know. They're going to. I mean, they're going to. then be... you'll
1: go there, and then you're going to be the reason they're going to expect you to take to the playoffs because they ain't going to do shit else.
0: Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you, for the next 10 months, all we're going to hear about is Manny Machado. And I, I'm completely. I
1: will put it at below zero chance. Any
0: no, I, I completely agree. Famous? I completely agree. There's no chance. But they're going to dangle it out there to distract everybody, and they're yes, not going to do anything. It yeah, it was just like the Stanton It's thing. like a democratic political ploy. <laughs> put, some shit out there with no,
1: put some totally fake, non-truthful shit out there and hope everybody pays attention to that rather than the real
0: issue. Oh, I completely agree. Or well, the real actions, the real intent. Yep, yeah, that's what they're good at. Uh, okay, so... Guys, how long are we going to wait until some of these guys start signing? Uh, Hosmer, uh, Mustakas, Darvish.
1: Green training is not very far away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are we going to see? Six weeks. Are we going to see some guys take some smaller deals for bigger money? Kind of uh, like. Well, I Cespedes? think they might
1: have to, just because I think a lot of people are, even just not just the Cardinals, but other places are stringing their fan base along. All oh, the free agents next year, that crop is going to be so good. When really in all actuality there's only about four teams that are gonna sign any of those people. Yeah. It's just a lie, it's a smoke screen. That's all it is. Like I said the other day, I think I tweeted, Mo nothing but a fucking snake oil salesman. <laughs> he's just selling he's selling everybody some, some some shit that ain't no good, man. And then if he's gonna leave town, I don't know. Him and DeWitt may be butt buddies, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, No, I mean, that's all that we've seen. No reason to believe otherwise. All right, guys, this has been a great podcast today. Uh, Any final notes before we hop off here?
1: Yeah, I think the greatest quarterback of all time is going to win his sixth Super Bowl, and then everybody can talk about the Patriots cheating or whatever. You couldn't (laughs) cheat enough to win as much as they have. (laughs) And I know you may have already had a podcast this week on it. I've been busy, hadn't had time. But Nick Saban just did his all-time best job of coaching by far. Agreed. To win that championship, hands down. And only somebody with nuts like him would pull a starting quarterback in the middle of a game. Yeah. And, you know, because you got to have broad shoulders if you're going to take the heat. If that doesn't work out the rest of the game, people are going to say, well, you took all chance we had to win away." No, if you watched them all year, you knew that kid's better than Hurts anyway. So just didn't have the experience.
0: Yeah, but he threw
1: more touchdowns this year than all Michigan quarterbacks put together. Remember
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm down to hate on Michigan. But, no, that's a bold move uh, to go to your freshman quarterback in the second half of the national championship game. But that's why they call Nick Saban the greatest. Yeah, they do
1: it with new coordinators every year. That doesn't matter. Yep. Like Belichick, it doesn't matter who you got doing all the other shit. It's the process and the program, and it works.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lucas, any final thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah. I think that the free agent market will probably heat up here pretty soon, or at least I hope so, because it's been boring as hell. And I think that the Cubs either get Jake or you, Darvish, on a
1: yeah. They're going to get one of People
2: them. projected him for. I think the Cubs
1: will
2: I think they'll push right up against the tax, but not go over, because I do think they're chasing Bryce next year. I do too. No, I <laughs> to But make me throw up. <laughs> All right. Well, now that hold on, one more thought. All right. Now go for that it. some of the the bigger name closers, like the only big name closer that's out there now, Holland, mm-hmm. and I want no part of them, and I think now that like Madison Reed and some of these other guys have signed, that could possibly be closers. I think the Cubs are probably done with bullpen moves, so that just leaves getting a pitcher, so or a starting pitcher, which is how why I think they're either getting. You or Jake, because I think they may come down to that price range that Alex Cobb is wanting. And I'd take both of them over Cobb.
0: I would too, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks everybody for joining this week. Uh, Been fun, been entertaining. Hope you guys can join us next week for Lucas Jones, Randy Gardner. I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.